What is it about the running back position then? This is the Rich Eisen Show. That seemingly fight for value in a way that other positions have not been forced to. Austin. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Let's compare. If I'm looking at some of the backup receivers out here that are still making more than me, and I'm the starter, I get more carries, I touch the ball more, I have more of an impact, that's going to piss me off. Earlier on the show, five-time World Series champion David Cohn, ESPN NFL analyst Damian Woody. Coming up, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Ah, yes, everybody. Welcome to hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show here on this Friday, the final week before training camps begin to open. Next week, the Jets report. Yeah, baby. And so does Hard Knocks. The NFL Films cameras will be there. Let's do it. It's going to be great. That's next week, though. Uh, We've got ourselves a, a fun third hour to get to after two great conversations that we had Damian Woody of ESPN in hour number two talking about the old days, the Jets hard knocks and Obviously, uh, he had an interesting comment about who he thinks would be really good in the NFC that we're not talking about. He said the Packers. Uh, hour number one, we had uh, David Cohn on the program. He, did, he didn't stutter when I said, well, it's the best team you've seen all year long because he, he does Sunday night games uh, and Yankee games uh, for yes. And uh, he said it's the Braves. He said there's not even a close second. How about them apples right yeah, there? Yeah, they're really good. Uh-huh. Yeah, so are. if you missed any of that, uh, don't worry. Uh, if, certainly if you're watching on Roku right now, we re-air in, uh, as soon as this hour is over. Uh, and re-air throughout the rest of the weekend until we come back on on Monday. So 844-204-RICH, number to dial here in hour number three. Uh, joining us at the top of this third hour. Oh, by the way, we heard from Suze on the plane as she's getting ready to take <laughs> off for the East Coast. Elbowing people out the way. Uh, uh, well, she said people were elbowing her out of the way. Um Ain't nobody elbows. Uh, nobody yeah. has a people's elbow quite like my wife. <laughs> She's throwing them bows like Lucas. Uh, and uh, so uh, let's hear from another frequent guest host of this program, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, Tom Pelissero. Tommy, Tommy P. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing great, Rich. How are you? I'm the fellas in the studio. Hey! hey, Tom. hey. Hello, Tom. What's up, brother? Well, it's like Norm, up, Norm walking into cheers over That's here. our man right there. <laughs> Gotta wait for it. Tom, when you go to training camps... What's your schedule looking like? What do you got? What's happening? Good, good question, Rich. Maybe you can get me some answers on this. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Are you Hello. saying? That, wait a minute. Are you saying there's communication? Are you saying there's communication? Are you saying there's communication problems within the NFL network? That's like gambling going on in Casablanca. What? Okay. All right. No, so I think it's. I won't say communication issues, Rich. I will just say. Um, okay. I eagerly await to know what my schedule is going to be when I do know is that uh, back together weekend, I will be in Cincinnati for the second straight year with the Bengals. And I'm hoping to break one of, I think it has to be one of the strangest NFL media streaks. This will now be the third year of formerly back together Saturday, now back together weekend. And I am 0 for 2 on getting my big scheduled interview at the site I am at. Okay. Because two years ago, uh, I was with the Vikings. We're supposed to get Kirk Cousins, who tested positive for COVID oh boy. that day, or okay. close contact, I believe, at that time. Close contact for COVID, so he was out. And then last year, Joe Burrow, when I was in Cincinnati, had the appendectomy that knocked him out as well. Uh-oh. So I'm not warning Joe Burrow that I'm coming back. I'm hoping, much like you don't talk to a pitcher in the middle of the no-hitter, I'm just hoping we kind of coast through here, and if it's Joe that's showing up, that uh, there, there's no medical issues and we're right or wrong. Well, maybe uh, the fact that you haven't gotten your schedule is just the NFL network uh, communicating with the health and safety people at the NFL saying we're just not going to send Tom anywhere. You know, it's, it could be just a health and safety issue is what we're talking about right here, Tom. So, maybe oh. I, covered, I covered all those memos a little bit too closely for everyone's comfort. Very good. Uh, they're worried that I may spot something. No, I don't. I don't think it's that, but uh, listen, we're going to, from what I understand, we're going to be going, you know, all day like we have in the past, two hosting sites and okay. tons of great guests. It'll be, uh, be a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, second straight time we've had Tom Pellicero on the show driving around, it appears. Uh, is Are, are you uh, are you going to go play golf with uh, with Garofolo and, <laughs> and, and he in this? T- or, you know, no? Where, where have I found you? I'm actually, 
I am stationary at the moment. Okay. I'm sitting in a parking lot because I have a haircut immediately after the stretch. Oh. Oh. You know, oh. I, I want to make sure I'm, you know, I, I can't be late for that. This, okay. is, this is an important So if you are stationary, would you mind taking me off of Bluetooth and just having a conversation through the phone? Is that possible? <laughs> Can we do that? I, did, I didn't realize we were having problems. Oh, oh he's right next to us. Like, it's like he's back it's in the like chair. Wow. It's like he's back in the chair. Oh, there we go. All right. Now that we've established this man is hands-free, all good. Um, so uh, what's the scoop? And, and I, I know fans might not sort of care about the business of the NFL and contracts and things of that nature, but it does play into the um, you know readiness of a player to be all in, focus, and things like that and, and get there. Um, how, how did Chris Jones handle the Quinn and Williams news yesterday? Do you think, Tom Pelissero? Uh, I would imagine a great deal of celebration, as there has been throughout this entire offseason, for uh, defensive tackles because one after another they've gotten paid. You know, I was talking with this, we're talking about this with someone earlier today when we're talking about so much on you know the running back being market being crushed and why that's occurring and why it can't seem to come back. Well, the defensive tackle market is a perfect example of how much. Yeah, we can talk philosophy, we can talk football, all those things, but individual contract precedent is really important to how these things play out. Last year it was the Rams had to convince Aaron Donald to not retire. They gave him a monster contract at somewhere around $29 million per year on his extension. The next highest-paid defensive tackle was significantly less than that, and so one after another, all these other you know really good D tackles between Jeff Simmons and uh, Deron Payne, now Quinn and Williams. There have been others through the course of this offseason. They're all getting up in that uh, 22, 23, and in Quinn Williams' case, $24 million uh, type of market. It also simplified some things, too, when all those guys signed four-year extensions. So that took the, the length of the deal kind of out of the conversation with Quinn and Williams. It was just a matter of was it going to get above Jeff Simmons' contract. It ended up doing that at $24 million per year. It's a big guarantee for Quinn and Williams, and if he plays like he did last season, Rich, your Jets will be very happy with that investment. Uh, absolutely. So walk me through the franchise tag um, drama that is setting up for this weekend here um, and and how you see each one playing out, if you don't mind. Tom, what do you got for me? Walk me through it. Here. I would say right now, and we're still, what, 74 hours roughly out from the deadline here? Currently. I would say, though, at this moment in time, I would be surprised if Tony Pollard has an extension by Monday. I would be surprised if Josh Jacobs has an extension by Monday. Evan Ingram, the Jaguars tight end, that one could still go either way. I mean, the tight end market, nobody talks about that. Everyone talks about the running backs, but the tight end market has been in rough shape, too. Nobody got paid really in free agency and you know the the tag number keeps getting driven down where it becomes a little bit more team friendly to keep those guys so we'll see how that one plays out and then Saquon I I think is you know in my mind it's a coin flip right now of the running backs he clearly has the best chance I believe to get something done because you know they've been negotiating for about nine months now on and off there have been different structures discussed there have been uh, different types of guarantees incentives and everything else Saquon's going to have to make you know, ultimately the decision here of whether he wants to at a position that, as we all know, depreciates quickly, go year to year and roll the dice, or whether he takes the best offer that's on the table from the Giants from 4 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. And remember, the Daniel Jones contract went down to like 10 minutes before that deadline. If any team is going to, you know, walk the line on that thing, it's going to be the Giants. they got to get it done a little bit sooner in this case because – you know, there's paperwork to be filed and things like that because there is a hard cutoff for the league uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. But that's the one that I think you know we'll certainly be watching through the course this weekend and into Monday. I know the Giants don't want to lose him. I know John Mara doesn't want to lose him. I believe, based on everything that I know, that Saquon wants to be a Giant. The question is about the value at a position that increasingly has been getting devalued. And again, Saquon's going to have to make the ultimate decision. Is he willing to roll the dice, make $10 million this year, or potentially not, or, you know, withhold his services, which is the best leverage you have. But, you know, the problem is for these franchise tag players, once you get past 4 p.m. Monday, you're not allowed to do a multi-year deal. And so holding out into the season, all that really accomplishes is 
you know, taking about six, seven hundred grand a week out of your pocket. Yeah, because you can't sit there and say, I'll come in from the cold if you give me the long term deal I'm looking for. And you're not able to based on the collectively bargained rules of the National Football League. And earlier, Tom, you know, we do our segment on Friday. What's more likely? Chris asked me what's more likely or who's more likely to be out there week one for their team, Saquon or Josh Jacobs. I said Saquon. Would you agree with that assessment right now? Right now, I would agree with that, that Saquon is more likely to be on the field uh, than Josh Jacobs. Uh, you know, With Jacobs, he's the NFL's leading rusher. He played through a lot of injuries last season. He's also a player the new regime with the Raiders last year declined his fifth-year option. You know, He had to prove that he was worth keeping for $10 million plus. You also have to look at the structure that the Raiders have done on a lot of their contracts. There have not been full guarantees even in the second year. And so what does a long-term contract offer look like uh, for Josh Jacobs in Las Vegas? I, I don't – I mean, put it this way. I, I don't know that it's even on the level of what Saquon Barkley is being offered, which is not getting the deal done with the Giants. And so, you know, with Jacobs, I, I said it on this show, whatever that was a few weeks ago, I would do not expect him to show up for training camp, and I don't know if he shows up for week one. Have to see how it plays out. You mentioned those collectively bargain the rules. The one thing you can do, mm-hmm. and I, I'm really not aware of this happening, but the one thing you can do after July 17th is negotiate a one-year deal for more money. Obviously, if you start missing games, it's hard to go back to the team and say, okay, now I want all the money, but only for 14 games. But that would be the one potential thing that could happen. I just don't know that there's a lot of appetite for either of those teams we're talking about to, to do a deal like that. Tom Pelissero, my colleague from NFL Network, NFL Media Group, talking from his car before getting his very famous haircut right here on this Friday program. Um, so the Burrow contract, a lot of folks that I speak to think the Herbert contract is going to be somewhat conventional with terms, dollars, and whatever. But Burroughs' contract might be particularly inventive. What are you hearing on that front here, Tom? As far as I know, there's nothing imminent on Joe Burrow. Um, I do think that just given how the Bengals have traditionally structured their contracts, there's an acknowledgement they have to do some things differently, whether that's selling naming rights to the stadium or reworking veteran contracts, which they haven't done a whole lot, or potentially – you know, making guarantees into future years, which is something they're one of the only teams, along with the Steelers and most recently the Raiders, who have not done full guarantees on most, if not all, uh, contracts into the second year. So, you know, with Joe Burrow, he's never getting cut. And so it's not about the guarantees. It's about cash flow. It's about money. Um, so one way that you could potentially work around this is, okay, if we're not going to get a fully guaranteed contract for Joe Burrow, which, you know, for a lot of organizations, that would kind of be the starting point, but this is the Bengals we're talking about here. If we're not going to get a fully guaranteed contract, then we just want more money over the life of the deal because he's going to get it anyway. You know, is that number $55 million? Is that number $60 million? I don't know. I'm not in those conversations, but I would tell you it is going to be a sizable contract. Certainly, I would anticipate he's got a very good and tough agent, Brian Ayrault, who I'm sure has explored everything uh, in terms of different options and what's permissible here. Um, he's also, you know, an agent who will go to the wall on these things for his clients. So, you know, this I, I don't know that it's going to be, I wouldn't say, a difficult negotiation, but it's certainly not an easy one. And I don't get any sense right now that um, we're going to you know, wake up tomorrow and find out that Joe Burrow's time for the long haul. Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, time frame on Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins is now rubber begins to meet road with opening training camps coming up next week and beyond. I would think that DeAndre Hopkins is on a roster, just my opinion. I believe he'll be on a roster before the start of training camp. He, he doesn't want to show up halfway through and try to microwave chemistry with a new quarterback and a new offense and just kind of figure it out, even though he does have familiarity with the two places that have shown the most interest and that he visited with Bill O'Brien in New England and Tim Kelly, along with Mike Rabel in Tennessee. He, he knows that, you know, if this is, he's going to use this year to kind of you know, vault his career after a couple of years marred by injuries and a suspension, he, he's got to get the work in. So I think the timeline for DeAndre Hopkins is probably prior to the start of training camp. 
But Delvin Cook, I don't know that that same level of urgency exists. I mean, you talk about the teams that are in on him. I think they're all pretty well documented. I mean, the Dolphins certainly would like him to end up back home in Miami. The Jets, I mean, Dalvin and Woody Johnson follow each other on Twitter. If that's not the most 2023 thing outside of saying they follow each other on threads, I don't know what is. So that's certainly a possibility. The Patriots, the Broncos, depending on the price, you know, all those teams are potentially in on it here. But I think that for all these running backs, you know, as well as some of those other guys who might be looking at extensions or trying to get something done before the start of the season, when you're, you're looking at a, a Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis, for instance, it makes a lot of sense to see how things play out with all the franchise tag guys on mm-hmm. Monday, see if anybody gets a deal done, see what the value of that contract is, and then to sort of be able to react, if necessary, uh, to the marketplace. I think that the other thing, Rich, is we're just talking about the running back system and such a topic is you are getting to that point where because guys are not getting the top-level contracts, so unless you're Christian McCaffrey, and you know Dalvin Cook signed a really big contract three years ago, so did Alvin Kamara, but most running backs are kind of in the same neighborhood in terms of money, you have to wonder if you're some of these second- or third-year guys and you might be banged up or you might be coming off an injury What's your incentive to play all 17 games? What's your incentive to push yourself back out onto the field? I mean, take, you know, J.K. Dobbins, for instance, who was not at minicamp. There were some questions about that. Uh, it was attributed to a injury-related issue. J.K. Dobbins, I want to say, is due $1.3 million this season. He was as productive as any back in the NFL down the stretch last season, and that was without Lamar Jackson as his quarterback. If you're J.K. Dobbins and you get, you know, you twist your ankle in week one, are you pushing yourself back out there knowing that even if you have a massive season in your contract year, like Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, you're not getting top dollar? I think that the, that business side of it really is going to play in. And obviously some guys are going to be wired a little bit differently and they're going to push through anything because that's what they want to do. There's other guys who are going to look at this as business people and say, you know, eventually when we get into the negotiation, if I have – not enough carries because I've been hurt. You're going to use that against me. But if I got too many carries, you're going to say, well, you got too much mileage on you. It's, it's a really delicate type of a balance here. And I do think that that's going to be a topic of conversation among the running backs. A lot of these guys work out together. They stay in touch with one another. If you're battling injuries, you really have to wonder, are these guys going to you know, make sure that they're out there on Sundays, knowing that even if they have the best year and the healthiest year in a contract year, still might not mean that they get paid top dollar. Spectacular point, Tom, because it sounds like running backs are getting desperate, and and that's not a negative connotation. I'm talking about they see the writing on the wall. They are reading the room. We had Austin Eckler on yesterday. He's saying if I if I'm making less than the third, you know, the number three wide receiver, it pisses me off, and they do not see the way out. They don't see the guy although they're hoping it's Saquon or Josh Jacobs that busts down the wall and pushes the market back north again, they don't see somebody doing that. They see more and more guys coming out of college, um, and they see more and more guys kind of like Eckler used to be who can take the jobs of the veterans or deflate the market appropriately uh, at the position. So if somebody tries what you just put out there on the table, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised or or you know uh, criticize them for it. Tom. It's also about, you know, the proliferation of the outside zone scheme where, you know, with the success of guys like Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, more and more teams are running that style of offense, which historically has been more about the scheme and the line than it's been about the back. I mean, you go back into the, the 90s, pre-Terrell Davis with the Broncos, and that was always what it was, which was just kind of plug-and-play different people, and no matter who it was, he's going to run for 1,500 yards. Well, why, in that case, then, would you not just draft a couple guys every year, hmm. hope one of them works out? I mean, look at the number of different running backs who have been productive for Kyle Shanahan through the years in San Francisco. That's, that's certainly uh, a piece of it. Um, you know, there have been backs in the past, of course, who historically have gotten paid. I mean, Adrian Peterson, back in 2011, I want to say, got like $12 million a year. And there's like three guys or two guys now who are even making that 12 years later. In 2011, the highest paid player in the NFL was Aaron Rodgers at, I believe, $22 million per year. 
highest paid quarterbacks now are 50 plus. The running back market has actually gone down in the past decade or so or 12 years since um, the 2011 collective bargaining agreement. I mean, I, I've heard some of the, you know, the creative types of ideas about making running backs eligible to sign earlier and, and things like that. Realistically, besides the fact that it's baked into the CBA, how this works already, but realistically, they're not going to just carve something out for running backs here. You just have to wonder, have the days of a Derrick Henry style workhorse who is going to be the focal point of the offense passed by a little bit because these things are, tend to be cyclical. And as much as we look at it right now and it's, oh, man, there's so much outside zone and teams use three different backs, 10 years from now we might be all gap, back to gap scheme and power and it's the big 240-pound back again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible. That, that could swing that direction here, but that doesn't help the guys right now who are trying to get paid. And trust me, they are all looking at one another. They're all looking around at the marketplace here. They don't know exactly what to do. I I would also say, and this is, you know, listen, I'm not going to criticize Le'Veon Bell, but the one guy who tried this, the one guy who turned down an offer that I reported at the time, I mean, think about this relative to what the numbers we're talking about now. Le'Veon Bell, on the deal he turned down in, I want to say it was 2017, might have been 2018, so they did that a couple of times, was $30 million over two, about $42 million over three. Wow. He wanted $17 million a year to get paid like in between the number two receiver and the starting running back. He turned that down. He sat out a year. He you know, played one year on the tag, sat out another year, got free agency, got like, I want to say $30 million or so guaranteed from the Jets, but then that was the end of his career. And he was never quite the same player after taking that time off. Does Josh Jacobs or even a Saquon Barkley try it and just say, I'm going to be healthy and I'm going to take a year of mileage off my body and I'll sit out and if you want to tag me again next year, go for it? It's possible, but there's a pretty recent cautionary tale on that that it might not ultimately be the best thing for your career, your earning power, or your life. And it and it gave James Conner a chance, and it showed like, okay, so the number two guy on the, on the, on the depth chart might be just as effective as the first, and certainly more cost effective. And fascinating stuff, Tom. Um, send us a picture from uh, from the the chair of your hairstylist, uh, if you if you if you don't mind, if you want to share, okay. I'll do. I'll do it before she starts trimming, so we're not. I uh, don't have the iPhone covered in here. Come okay. On. Very good. Very good. Be careful. Uh, thanks for the call, Tom. Greatly appreciate it. Great food for thought. There you go, <laughs> Tom, Tom Pelissero. And again, uh, you know, we've been hunting and pecking for the answer here about what's going on with the running back market. From Christian McCaffrey calling in a few weeks ago, and uh, Austin Eckler yesterday, and Miles Sanders a couple of weeks ago. And there's another piece of the puzzle right there: the way that offenses are run makes running backs more fungible, replaceable, makes kids come out of college more effective and thus cost-effective. Started with, as he said, the Broncos championship teams back in the uh, 90s. The Orlandis Garrying of the NFL. Mike Anderson. Remember that? Yeah, all those guys. Clint Porter's got in there, too. And yeah, yeah. Terrell Davis was the yeah. obvious bell cow, and then he got hurt. And they're like, okay, let's put this guy in. Let's put this guy in. Let's put this guy in. That's why whenever, you know, TD and I would get into a little pushback argument and having some fun, you know, uh, getting his goat, calling him a system running back. <laughs> I think he once called me a system host in return one time. I- System I don't host. like it. System host is pretty funny. I'll take that. Ruben Drones. Ruben Drones. Ruben Drones. I got great Ruben Drones stories. Quickly spell Drones. D R O U G H S N S. Oh, so close. You were so close. So close. I mean, you put me on the spot. You should have asked to use it in a sentence. Yeah. Well, I know that. Ruben Drones. Yeah. I know Ruben So Drones. close. You got the O-U-G-H. Yeah, you didn't think I would. Did I didn't you? think yeah. that you wouldn't. Well, I would have D-R-O-N-S. Yeah, yeah, this guy's like, you know, he's flying drones, drones. over, uh, drones. over yeah. the, the Gulf no. of Oman. Man, yeah. TD right. went 1,500, Dude. 1,700, 2,000. Then Oandis Gary had 1,200. Mike Anderson had 1,500. Terrell Davis came back, had 700. Then Quentin sure. Portis went 1,500. 1600. Mm-hmm. Ruben Drones had 1200. Mike Anderson had 1000. Tatum Bell had 1000. Tatum Bell. Another one. 
Selvin Young. Did he have a thousand? That, that was the end of it. Selvin Young had it, and uh, he had almost eight hundred. That's it. And it was over. And now more and more people are running offenses like that. Yep. You know, Mike's son had a good ten-year run. Had a ten-year run where everyone was getting it. Yeah, but interestingly enough, which team employs the the guy who's making the most at the position? Kyle Shanahan. He got McCaffrey. They're paying McCaffrey. If he's running the style of offense in which doesn't matter who's your running back, he's got somebody who is paid the most. So it does matter who's the running back, doesn't it? Now we're wondering if in that system does it matter who's the quarterback. Right. Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I love talking ball right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Is it true that you met Lorne Michaels as a vendor at Yankee Stadium, the SNL founder? Yep. Is that true? Gate four, gate four, and I was I was a kid, and um, he was they my friends told me that's Lorne Michaels, that's Lorne Michaels. He came out of the Players Gate, and um, I overcharged him for like three bats and some shirts, some Yankee shirts, <laughs> and then I, when I became a cast member, I gave him back like fourteen dollars and some cents. <laughs> And he said, what's this for? I said, because I overcharge you for some items. <laughs> he started laughing. He started dying. This is, when you said game four, like what, the 96 World Series? Is that what that was, Tracy? Uh, what do you think? Let me see what game, when were you, oh, when were you it was It was a, it was a WG, no, 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 Manningly, I think Manningly was playing. Okay, so that was probably like 95 or something like that. Okay, so yeah, man- so you're. So what were you doing out there? You were selling stuff. So you were scalping tickets. I scalped tickets. I sold souvenirs and I sold cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when it was twenty one dollars a gram. <laughs> I'm getting forty five regardless of how it go down for me. <laughs> so this is true. Sorry, because I live right up the hill. So I had tickets, I had cocaine, and I had souvenirs. You had it all. That's what you're saying. Back, had, in, back in the day. $20, $21 a gram. <laughs> and so you sold hats and bats and stuff like that. And that's how you met. Isn't, isn't that amazing? Don't forget the coke. <laughs> You got something in there, Tracy? Tra- Tracy really was Hustle Man from Martin back in the day. Then. I really was. You really was Hustle Man. Boy, I was. I was. A, I, I worked silver there 
and I was Tony Montana on his side. <laughs> One of our greatest celebrity true or false moments ever with the brilliant Tracy Morgan, apropos of nothing, just playing it. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. It's a great chat. I mean, Pelissero, he just, he just, he is just, a, uh, clearly, he, just like many other information uh, men and women in our business, are just talking to a ton of people and. I'm sure that's what a lot of folks are talking about are these running backs and what is going on. And if yep. your kid is really good at the football, have him play wide receiver. Right? Or or flip him over defensive back. Running back, ain't it? Uh, look, not anymore. Odell Beckham Jr. has not played since two Super Bowls ago. When the Ravens take the field... On September the 10th, home against Houston. Oh, boy. How about that? (laughs) C.J. Stroud, uh, welcome to the National Football League. Uh, The bank is open in Balmer, and uh, and that's Lamar Jackson on the field. Um, Oh, and by the way, uh, that's the grown-ass man, Roquan Smith. Um, I know you almost beat Georgia this year. He used to play for them, and Mm -hmm. um, at any rate, when Odell takes the field, it will have been what? Um, let's figure this out. Um, carry the one. Five, 20 months. Yeah, 500 plus days. 20 months. Yeah. Since he's played a football game. Ravens gave him 15 million bucks. Crazy. And the Giants are like, yeah, do we give Saquon Barkley 15 million a year? That's what they're thinking right now. Do we give, do, is that what we're doing? Do we do that? He wants 16 or he wanted 16? That's what makes no sense because to me, Barkley to the Giants is just as important. And I'll say that because you know how much I love Odell Beckham Jr. It's just as important that he's there and paid and happy for the success of the Giants as it is for Odell Beckham and the Ravens. Because Odell, don't forget, stands for something more than just Odell taking the top of the defense off for Lamar. He is by far and away the most decorated receiver that Lamar's ever thrown to. Right? Yeah. With those, all due so. respect. Because so. oh, Steve yeah, Smith yeah, Sr. was long so. gone when Lamar yeah. got there. Right. Okay. So, and Baltimore, as you know, is the place where receivers go to die. And I think Steve Smith Sr. has even said those things out loud. So he stands for something more important than just 2023 for Baltimore as they now have a new system with Todd Monken, speaking of Georgia, you know, having him out there and showing everybody that, hey, everyone, we're not just going to take 15 plays to go down the field (laughs) anymore. But he's paid, the Ravens are like, we're going for it. You haven't played in 20 months. How old is Odell now? Is he 30? I think, I think he's 30 now, right? Not sure. He is, yeah, he's 30. Yeah, he's 30, 30 yeah. which is the, as you know, age of the fail-safe line for running backs in the National Football League. So he's 30. Ravens are like, pay him $15 million. Let's go. And the Giants are... We are assuming, sitting there thinking, do we really pay Saquon Barkley $15 million? That's the crux for fans. We don't get that. We don't get that. Yeah, we got $15 million for a receiver that hasn't played in 20 months because we're paying for the guy who can not just change the game for us week to week, but change the game for future wide receivers to consider us. That and how the offense looks under the new offensive coordinator. Yeah, Greg Roman's gone, folks. Greg Roman's gone. That's what's so tough to understand. You know, CeeDee Lamb, again, when I heard, I don't know if that's true or not. $25 million a year, right? Did you read the same report I did? I, I read something. That's where I got that number from. Can't remember what it was, though. 
And again, you can't believe everything that you read or, or gets aggregated. Yeah, true that. Uh, Unless I, it comes from the I, As you know, show. hey, man, C.D. Mm. Lamb was on my fantasy team last year. And his last six to eight weeks of the season, he was really, really good. Balling. He he's was. A, he's a really, really good he's football player. He's a baller, player. man. He is. Man. He's but, so good. But he's one of the top, what, five receivers in football? But his ability to put the ball in the end zone for the Cowboys and his home run hitting ability, that much $15 million more better than Tony Pollard? Really? I, I, I Again, you know... I, I'll just read off the the names of these guys here. You know, Tyler Tyler Algier had a thousand yards rushing last year. Yep. that's the point. And guess what? He's being replaced by Bijan Robinson. And that's a that's an important role for Bijan to be playing <laughs> this year in this running back conversation as to who's going to fight to push the market in another direction. Jonathan Taylor's. One of those guys, too. Oh, yeah. It didn't help that last year was such a complete disaster in Indianapolis for him physically and the team success. You know? Who else can just jump at me right here? Um, Cam Akers? You know, even with everything last year, almost ran for 800 yards He's last year. He's going to be the starter this year. You know? <laughs> How about the kid uh, uh, Kenneth Walker, right? And they added they added Zach Charbonnet to the mix. Yep, in the second round. Right, and that's going to be a split, you know, split situation. Correct. And how DJ much money? Dallas do you know how much? There. Do you know how much those guys are making collectively? Probably. Probably like what a fifth of what Saquon wants. Oh yeah. Right. Eckler nine hundred fifteen yards rushing, eighteen touchdowns. I don't even know what he did receiving. Had to be about 700. He had um, 107 catches, 722 yards, and took it to the house five times. And uh, Alexander Madison this year, how is he going to do? If he runs for like 1,200 yards and Vikings don't skip a beat. That's proven their point. Miles Sanders ran for 1,269 yards for Philadelphia. No, and by the way, their quarterback had 13 touchdowns. Okay. Yep. Two more than him. Well, they were the number one rushing No, team, I right? know that. I, I, I understand that. My point is others performed well. He was the guy who was the most, you know, used. And he's like, I'm a free agent. I'm taking $6 million right now to get a long-term deal and go somewhere else and be the guy there. Who led the league in touchdowns last year? Jamal Williams. Lions just let him walk. Let him walk. Well, they're getting this kid, Jameer Gibbs, too, from Alabama. And the rumor coming out of Kansas City in that draft is that they beat multiple teams to the punch. Multiple teams to the punch. I even heard a rumor the Jets were thinking of taking him. And just saying, screw it, him and Brees Hall, let's go. Because you need multiple ones, and the and the lions are the lions are like we'll just take David Montgomery from the Bears, and the Bears are like okay, yeah, in division. There's the door. Don't care. See ya. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I guess I do get it. I understand. Whereas I'm saying, well, look at what Seattle's done. Well, and when the Pats that, have done it for 20 years, they sure have. Same thing. You have three good backs at the cost that of one. Said there is some benefit to getting the juice in the building. Like, if Dalvin Cook goes to the Patriots, come on now. Him and Ramondre Stevenson with Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien dialing it up. And uh, Hunter Henry and Gusecki and Juju and Devontae Parker and Taekwon and maybe DeAndre, who knows? Right, and you put it all together with the defense like that and the special teams doing what they always do. inspiring for the fan base. Yes. And remove Dalvin from that then and put DeAndre in that mix. And if you've got the cap room, get them both. Why not? Get them both. Do you know how that would flip the script? And I, yes, I, I do. But, I'm that, aware. but that's but that's for <laughs> you and me in this show. And I don't think Belichick uses that as much of a a metric. But what what but what he does use as a metric is how it plays within the locker room. 
and how that might jump juice everybody. But Devontae Parker's the one who said something nice. that I think led to DeAndre tweeting out, hey, I'm a value add if I come to your receiver yeah. room. Yeah. You know, I make I make you guys better. I'm not taking balls away. I'm making you guys better. I th- remember he said that. Mm-hmm. I think Devontae Parker speaking up in New England saying something. Weren't they hanging out on the visit? Uh, some pictures. I don't know. I know that, too, but yeah. didn't Parker say something like, "You know, we're we're good here." But as Damian Woody pointed out, and as I've been saying as well, others, Robert Kraft is putting pressure on Bill Belichick through the media this year that we've never really seen. Four years without a playoff win. All right. I think we're going to get Tommy Curran on the horn next week. Tommy. I like it. Your Cowboys need somebody, too. I'm serious. Right. The RB spot? Uh, yeah, I think so. I've I do believe so. That. I, 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 think I mean, getting, I love Pollard. No one's a bigger Tony Pollard fan than you. I'll just come out and say getting, that. But he's also coming off of he's a coming injury. coming off of a major leg Let's injury. Let's get Zeke back. So, Why wouldn't that work? I don't Well, okay, think about this. I can attest to this. Sometimes you you you're at a corporation and you're working there, right? And then you get let go, and then they want to bring you back. Sometimes right. the ego. Remember that one conversation you and I once had when you said uh, it was pride getting the best of me. You know, that's maybe, pride messing with your mind. Pride messing with my mind. Did I go Pulp Fiction? You did. You did. <laughs> so maybe that could have something to do with it. Maybe Zeke could be like, well, I don't want to go back. I mean, I really don't know. I don't know the situation. All I know is for as explosive and dynamic as I feel Tony Pollard is, he is coming off of a major leg injury. They also must be seeing Malik Davis in practice. Yeah, and, that, look, and man, saying we're good. Be, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that could be it too. Like, Second that's year out of Florida, we comment a lot about these things, but we're never at practices. We don't know what's don't going on. That's we don't correct. see these things. I we understand. Just know what we see on Sundays. And they're also looking at their cap, saying we love this kid Malik. He's going to be great. He's just as good as Pollard. I think we got two young guys that are going to go kill it and crush it. We're fine. I'm not going to go. We, you know. Zeke, maybe, sure, if he's the right price. Well, you know, but just, they're not going to go get Dalvin Cook for seven, eight million per. One thing I'm concerned with, Rich, is we know that Zeke is tremendous when it comes to pass blocking. That's something that you yep. can't take for granted. So yep. now, do yep. I know three one down of these back guys, the minute the three down back the minute he was born? Yeah, so I don't know if one of these guys can like pick up that mantle. And uh, there's all due respect to Matt Breida. I've seen him play. I, he, uh, if I'm the Giants, I, I figure this thing this thing out. I mean, as long wants, as they do it by week two, that's, Saquon, that's it. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Phone calls, and we'll get you uh, set for the weekend. That's how we're rolling into this break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least. The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some good video view numbers on the Harrison Ford Top 5 movies of all time list. That was fun. A lot of people pushing back about clear and present danger instead of witness or regarding Henry. Air Force One. Air Force One. That that one people kind of like. Over witness? Get off my Get off my plane. He was the president. Blade Runner? 
Blade Runner is, I'm telling you, it's not a five. I'm me. just looking at the rewatchability. Yeah. Okay? Witness, heavy subject, obviously. Not a lot of action. Amish country, all due respect. Current, <laughs> present danger. Air Force One. Talking about stuff blowing yeah. up. He's the pre- Get off my plane. Like, come and on, you that's guys awesome. are missing another one. Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October. Oh, no, it's Sean Connery. He's got so many. He's, he's, he wasn't no, in Hunt for no, Red October. No, Sean Connery. Come on, no, Mike. What are you doing? Oh, no. He I'm was trying in the to other back one. your play. No, he was in the one with the Russian sub that gets the, the nuclear radiation on it. He was amazing in that. I got to present danger. That's another one he's great in. I'm going to find it right now. I'm sorry. It doesn't make the top five list. You know what the ones that I sorry. like? I know it's just like out, an outlier, outside looking in. Uh, uh, six Days, Seven Nights. <laughs> yeah. That movie is fun. I used to. I would Schwimmer watch, and I, Hesh, Rest in Peace. Like, I watched that every time it was on. Very fun movie. Very fun movie. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen it. You've Widowmaker. never seen Six Days, Seven Amazing Nights? No. movie. It's not great, but it's, it's, like just, Hawaii, it's a remote drop. He plays this like just Hawaii guy who runs a private plane business. Okay. Back and forth between the islands. K-19 Widowmaker. So he's a sub captain, nuclear radiation on the. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. You got to look it up. Can't be on your top five list if you have to look it up. That's a good point, Mike. That's a good point. It's that simple. Point. I said Air Force One. Eyes and that out. Get off. This is my plane. I mean, get off my plane. Get off my plane. That's. I mean, come on. The end of that. All right. You guys are a little too lowbrow sometimes for my taste. <laughs> I think you're too, you're too highbrow high for our taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High and low. Right back mm-hmm. at you. Mm-hmm. All right. Daddy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to do it. Palm's good, good for you. Guys. For Palm's good for you. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Tom Pelissero sent a photograph. Oh, I yes. Mean, Let's see. Oh, yeah. okay. Look at that head of lettuce, man. Why would getting, you cut that? Wait a minute. Why is he getting it clipped? What's this clipper? He's getting a little side get, He's getting this little side yeah, trim. Little side oh, side. he gets a side buzz? A little, little side, he ain't little side buzz. Huh? All right, looks like Del Tufo. You might be on the next plane to Minneapolis yep. to get your hair I'm cut. Going. Huh? I'm serious. <laughs> I died. Does she die here, too? Die? Cut and die. It's a cut and die. It's a two, two-step operation. Uh, while we're on the subject <laughs> of, um, you know, some visuals here. There's a uh, Is this a world championship, Mike Hoskins? I don't know what level of... But it's a it's called a a, a championship event in uh, Norway. Oh, Finnish, pardon me. Hobby horse is this? Wait, 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 wait. People are being look at this. Look at this. There are people like photographs and photographers and 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 uh, and and uh, uh, spectators. People are just humping around using hobby horses, and I guess they're being judged by their ability to dance or move or prance. Or oh, look at that! Very that's like Dion high stepping right there. Here we go. Look at this. Is this real? This is real. This is in Finland. Inside the circle right there. So that's a charge or is that a block or a charge? Right there. To use the Here we go. Oh, we're jumping. Oh! Yes. And she sees a fist pump. What the hell going on? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. What the hell going on? Oh, I didn't see. I, I watched the video yesterday. I didn't see that big finish. And that, no, I mean, F I. N I S H, not not two N's. You can go home now. Hobby horse, you can. Hobby horse championship. So again, it's just again a horse's like a like like a stuffed animal horse's head on a stick. A broomstick. On a broomstick, and and you just hop around on it. Jump around. These guys jump around. This is good form. I imagine there is certain. This is just like walking around. That's the way like Susie walks around the house without the hobby horse. Sometimes. There you go. This one's like a prance. And then I like she changes the cadence here to go full Dion from the 30 yard line and hold it. Hold it up. As he would say right there. That's prime. Oh, she high on. That's it. This one is. I don't know what's happening here. Too far away. Like I said, that looks oh, like detail from down. Sprockets. Very Stop. good. And we're back to, oh, sideways. A little it's a sideways. sideways. Okay, Ooh, very good. And then over to the Callum. Now, is and this hobby horse dressage? I like it. Whoa, oh. yes. What if she ate it? That would have been great. Then she wouldn't win. Yeah. <laughs> but she's a champion. <laughs> Take an L for that, Chris. This is a championship. I need some hobby horse outtakes. Yeah, mean, let's get those. Let's get the jumps they didn't make. <laughs> That's an actual <laughs> thing, by the way. Where's that at? Finland? Finland. Wow. Beautiful country of Finland. Beautiful. Hey, country, maybe that's yeah. a sport that you could 
being elite. Being there elite. we go. <laughs> Could I get a point, <laughs> Could I get a point off them? Could I get a point <laughs> off of them? Like, I think I can get a point off of Carlos Alcaraz? Yeah, one is no, never happened. That could happen. You could, what if you, that was some latent power that you had that you were just built into you that you were just no a idea. hobby horse like in my 50s i'm right. going to discover championship the, hobby I horses i found the website it's the 10th year that they've been doing 10th this. year a decade it's the largest hobby horse event in the world i'd imagine it's the only yeah uh organized by the finnish hobby horse association f f h h a over okay. 1500 participants from both finland and abroad it's more than just a competition guys it's a lifestyle what, what is it it's a celebration oh. of passion creativity and the joy that hobby horses bring to people's lives is there a list of the different Notable hobby horse? No, the different competitions, like oh. the different. Oh, yeah, uh, the Prince, the Dion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dion. Uh, the high step. <laughs> the Dion. The Dion. <laughs> Hold it up. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, disciplines. Okay. Dressage. Okay. Of jumping course. and trail riding. Trail riding. How tos. <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> trail, trail riding is what happens when you follow Del Tufo after a bad meal. <laughs> hey, I got exclusive sound from it. Ready, Rich? Crop dusting. Hello. Oh, God. Stop I'm it. I'm Mr. Ray. Stop it. <laughs> exclusive sound straight from no. the hobby horse. You said crop dusting. This is incredible. There's a whole website. Ho- hobby horsing as a hobby. Oh, man. That's kind of weird. Hey, congrats to them. That's yeah, great. Very congrats like... to them. Um... <laughs> Gene in Florida, let's take your call. I got about 60 seconds for you, Gene. Gene you're going to wrap up the week. Mean What's going on, Gene? Hey, Rich. I was just wondering if you guys get some time. I'd like to see a list of the ASC East and ASC North, uh, best to worst. Okay. And I got a quick a quick prediction. Uh, I believe who week one, whoever wins the Jets and the Buffalo Bills game, the winner goes to the playoffs and the loser does not. Oh, oh. that's a lot riding, Gene. Gene, Gene. Gene. I think there's more riding. I think there's more. Look, and thank you for the call, Gene. I think there's more riding at the Hobby Horse Championships than that week one game. Let's see, Gene. Um, I don't think, you know, loser misses the playoffs. I mean, you got got 17 more weeks of road. That's a bold statement there, Gene. One of my my hot takes going into the season, Rich. But we will do our, our. Season predictions, soup to nuts, top to bottom, each division. Oh, it's coming, guys. Hurry thing. We got we to gotta slow our roll. Yeah, we got a lot of time. But we don't. We have a lot of runway. We got a lot of time. We just got to be patient. We're going to get there. Old. Football season's coming. Old. It's coming. Oh, we're so close. Football season is upon us. We're so close. And before then, Otana becomes a Yankee. So <sighs> Come on, guys. there's lots to talk about there. Yankees are highly motivated. Do you like that, that they're really motivated? <laughs> I will eat this latte Larry cup if he's on the Yankees. Oh, no, bro, don't do that. Don't do that. I want the latte. I don't hey, think we can get another. And plus, if you that's, find the hat with down bed. Uh, by the way, we when Susie and I went up to wine country, we passed by a, a, a portion of, I swear to you, swear to you, a portion of the 101 freeway that was sponsored by Latte Larry's. No. <laughs> Same exact Logo. We oh, stopped. We're oh, like, really? wait a minute. Yes. Oh, nice. well, I, I got to ask Jeff Schaefer if he's act if that's the real thing. I told you guys two years ago. For real. My, my barber Benny Blades. His shop was right by the spot where they filmed. So the so actual. Like, you go to. I know you barber. go to the Spite Barber. <laughs> the Spite Barber. <laughs> the Barber of Spite. It's a great opera. <laughs> 